this year just keeps getting busier. One of the great things about running in the forest is seeing all the people out starting to train for events, starting the, the sap is rising, and my gosh, I'm seeing a lot of ultra spire packs around the forest, and I am here to recommend to you the 12 litre big Bronco vest designed by Bronco Billy Jeff Browning. Incredible if you want to go big but light and fast check it out www.ultraspire.nz for more details on this amazing bit of kit imagine the things you could stuff in that bag if you went like on a massive shopping spree at wild things like you could just go nuts and fill it up uh especially if you avail you yourself of the vip membership sorry what were you gonna say Matt? you could actually fill it with nuts you could do you could yeah yeah gels or all sorts of things that have in the Wild Things shop. But yeah, if you use the discount at wildthings.club, sorry, as a VIP member at wildthings.club, oh, the things you could put in that bag. Amazing. Me huddle. One of the things that comes with increased training is increased training load. Um, I've got Blue Lake 100 coming up, and Curran's helping little old me get through a, you know, a reasonably big for me training it's also helping Ruth Croft Dan Jones get through their reasonably big training when they're about to start Ultra Trail Mont Blanc Uh, head along to currens.co.nz you know take what the take what the eggheads there have to say about it Uh, you know batch tested heat treated all the the quality control of this stuff is is amazing Um, check it out currens.co.nz and while you're surfing the web further faster You've got to go to Further Faster, the best independently out, outdoor-owned store in the known universe. Um, looking at such things like, I, I'm thinking about fast packing. I'm thinking about fast packing. I'm thinking about camping stoves and heading along there. They've got a huge range. The MSR stoves look really amazing. The jet boils catch my eye every time I go down. I'm never not talking about jet boils. Uh, but if you get to 57 a Buchan Street, Sydenham, Otutahi, Christchurch, and check out furtherfaster.co.nz. Like further faster, they're in Christchurch. Rocky is hairy and so is Badger. Jules is nice and Jack is delicious. Go to further faster now. Oh, further faster, they're in Christchurch. Rocky is hairy and so is Badger. Jules is nice and Jack is delicious. Go to further faster now. Ditchitch Radio. Episode 248 of the Dirt Church Radio Trail and Ultra Marathon Running Podcast. I'm Matt Raymond. And I am Eugene Bingham, no my hawking my, and um, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. M- yes. Missed you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for um, stepping in last week when I was running hither and, what is this saying? Hither and yon. There it is. There it is. Yeah, I was at yon. I was at yon, and then I came back to hither, and then I went back to yon. Anyway, here yeah, now, uh, taper time for me. Hey, yeah. I just was listening, as I do, to your Further Faster ad, and this is not an advertorial, but I did go and stock up on Merino uh, in advance of Naseby when I look at all the snow that seems to be falling in central Otago. <sighs> wow. Yes, it, 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 there hasn't been that many runs we've done together where all you've done solo leading up to Nasby where you've been able to apply that area of specificity. But yeah, yeah. I'm really interested to see see how you go. How are you? How are you coping with the taper? 
well, kind of taper proper starts for me now. Um, so, yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you soon. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking of my strategies and stuff, you know, in terms of the cold. I'm, you know, I think it's going to be all about layering. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Layers. I mean, lay up you, and lay up and lay up. Yeah, you could layer. You could do the, um, you know, the cook straight approach and, and apply a layer of animal fat. Or just speedos and animal fat. Yeah, that, I, that's. I don't option. know that they allow that at Naseby. You know, I don't <laughs> the know decency laws. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think there was a bylaw introduced in the eighteen seventies during the gold rush. So yeah. the eighteen seventies. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Great Naseby Water Race for me is about to hit, and I can't wait to get down there and get amongst it and see heaps of people going down there and coming up there and. Coming across from there, both directions. I don't know. Whatever, hither and yon. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I'm going yeah, crazy. Oh, taper is sending me crazy. That's what it's doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to send you crazy. But I mean, yeah. enjoy that. You, you've yeah. done the work, and my God, have you done the work? And uh, oh, well, we'll see. We'll see. And so you've been. Be, you, I mean, you're banking it as well. Yeah. So I'm a couple of weeks behind you. So twenty yeah. third of September is Blue Lake. Uh, 100k and i have been battling a virus this week so i've taken ah. an easy week and i've decided yep. i was actually uh speaking to heather and yon last night um out at a punk rock show later start was going to do my long run was and heather and yon the band it was no it was drug church actually ah, eerily ah. similar to dirt church yeah, but if you yeah. if you do if you're listening to this, stop listening to this and go listen to dr- no, don't uh, Drug do that. Church. Afterwards. And then come back to us. Okay, um, but right. I'll allow. Drug Church, fantastic. And mm. uh, just, I, I spoke to my coach and just said, hey, look, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling this. And the advice was rest, rest, rest. And mm. you've got an easy week coming up, so mm. we can kind of swap it. So mm. feeling a little bit better about that. You know, you can get into that sense of, you can, out, you, you can outthink yourself a little bit. Like, yeah. I know that the sensible thing to do is rest. I've been training really well and training really consistently and just uh, a little bit of a little bit of a rest. Is, You've got to is, listen to the body, eh? Yeah. yeah. Mm. And and mm. those gains of, okay, cool, I go out and do a six-hour run tonight, it'll take it off in the kind of psychological box, but what would it do sort of, mm. you know, in that mm. physical sense probably, I don't know if it would be helpful. Mm. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, listen to the body and the coach. Yeah, probably listen the to coach. coach for the body. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of flying, flying solo, well, we weren't, but we were earlier. Uh, you flew solo on the interview this week. Yeah, had the great pleasure, and, and uh, as always, missed you, bro, but I uh, had the great pleasure of speaking to Andy Carruthers, a filmmaker, uh, adventurer, runner, uh, extraordinaire from Wellington. Uh, and he has made a movie about the SK called Tararu SK 60 Years in the Making. And we've had heaps of people on the show who've done the SK, who've done triple SKs, who've got FKTs on the SK. And for those who don't know, SKT stands for Shawman to Kaitoki. It's in the Tararu Ranges just north of Wellington. And um, it's a route that's approximately 80 kilometres, uh, 50 miles for those in that money. And twice that it's like climbing from base camp to Everest twice sure. and it was 
it was conceived in the 60s as a as a challenge with the, the four Wellington tramping clubs mm. leave work on the Friday knock out the SK on the weekend and time to be back at work <laughs> to be supremely unproductive on Monday and um that's that's where it started and then you know gradually people started running it and 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 the rest is history but mm. this is a fantastic movie and and I would encourage anyone obviously this is in the the links in the show notes I'd encourage anyone to go and look at it because I had a uh I had somewhat of a abstract view of the terrain in mm. the Tarado Ranges. Like people say, oh, it's very, very challenging. The first 35 seconds of this film, you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. And, yeah. uh, and and really great to sort of catch up with another person who has decided to, you know, uh, be an enthusiastic amateur and, and create something. And, and boy, create something he has. It's a fantastic, fantastic story and a, and a really great chat. But first, we better do this. Greatest run ever. Greatest run ever, which is the part of the show where we ask you to write into us and tell us your greatest run ever. It doesn't have to be a race or a mountain summit. It might just be a run around the block, something that's sung to you for some reason. Send it in to us at dirtchurchradio at gmail.com. And this is from Chrissy Farber. Now, we were there. Hmm. At the finish line, in the wee hours of the morning, the Tara, tara not Tararua, I've got Tararua on the Tarawera uh, ultramarathon, 100 mile, and across comes old mate and says to us, much like every other human being who's, who finishes a race and then looks us in the eye, oh, I'll have to uh, put in my greatest run ever. So we used the, the bully pulpit of the commentator's microphone to essentially... Uh, pressure her into doing one and made her pinky promise and we got a video mm. of it so mm. you know she didn't she didn't disappoint you can't shy um, away from a pinky promise no especially when it's no. captured on video yeah there yeah. we go you, you called stuff. out but it did <laughs> serious stuff the pinky promise greatest run ever pinky promise note to self Advice to others, do not make any important decisions or promises, pinky or otherwise, straight after crossing the finish line of a 100-miler full of endorphins, sleep deprivation, and emotion. Now, I did say that was my greatest run ever, and there's a number of reasons for this, but the main ones are the place. The redwoods, the lakes, and the bush around Rotorua are my absolute favorite spot on the North Island. There's a, there is something truly magical about running in the bush and being surrounded in nature. I grew up 100 meters from the forest in Germany, and whilst the German pine forest is nothing like the New Zealand bush, I do feel the same sense of home and belonging in both. It's my all-time happy place to be surrounded by trees, hills, streams, rivers, and lakes. I feel like a German forest would be very ordered. Mm. The redwoods are quite ordered. Yeah, not as ordered as a German forest, though. But anyway, Rua, the people, the volunteers, need I say more? Incredible energy and helpfulness at every corner. All the other runners from around the world, the shared joy, pain, words of encouragement, energy, and shared journey. The mutual respect for everyone, no matter the pace or the distance. And my true superheroes were the ones heading out into the night for another 60-kilometer lap as I was on the home strength. That's some grit right there. My tribe, my partner, my parents, all the way from Germany, following me around aid station to aid station. And we only had two hiccups. You ran too fast and we missed you. <laughs> it's, which is a good problem. It's yeah. a good problem to have. 
My parents never had the chance to see me race anything longer than a 15k before, so having them there was truly special. And whilst I still don't fully get why I do this, and yes, my dad's a psychologist, (laughs) he could probably pass that one out, uh, they now have an appreciation for the magic trial running and its community. The process. I fell into a rhythm. The whole race, start to finish, just flowed. Yes, there were pain caves, and yes, I did have a couple of pity parties, but I embraced all of them as part of the process and managed to run through them all, leaving me with a way quicker time than anticipated, but more importantly, feeling as good as one can in a 100 miler. Now, whilst I said that this was my greatest run ever, I do have a slight curveball to throw. My true greatest run ever... Mm. Ah was the two-kilometer shuffle I did the day after to keep my run streak alive. <laughs> She's put here, don't ask, I'm too stubborn to quit. Why was this my true greatest run ever? In those painful 15 minutes of plodding along, I felt truly grateful for what my body allows me to do and the support of my loved ones, and I had the chance to reflect on the journey of 100 miles, and I again embraced the feeling of, yes, this hurts, but man, am I feeling alive. Wow, thank you, Chrissy. We can sign off that pinky promise... You the have weight. delivered. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, wow. That's, that's a great summation and a lovely way of doing it too, of breaking it down to those three very, very important things that make the thing that we do special. Mm. 100%. Yeah. Right. The rest of you, keep sending them in. Do. Radio at gmail.com. And the rest of you, if you do say to us, oh, I should do my greatest run ever, we will hold you to it. So Yeah, see, pinky promise. That's right, Pinky Promise. Yeah. Right, on with our chat. Andy Carruthers, um, what a legend. Uh, go see, support the film, you know, go to the website, which is in our show notes, and soak it up. This is this is an amazing piece of history. It's an amazing route. What really struck me about this is the openness and the inclusivity because as we touch on in the, on in the interview, ultramarathon running is seen in certain fields as something that is almost an automatic uh or the the barrier to entry is very low should we say and something like tararua the the sk the barrier to entry is 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 quite steep literally and figuratively so what struck me was andy's openness the inclusivity and and the genuine love of of the route and the process and wanting to share it with other people. So, yeah, like, without further delay, I'll shut up my yabbering and, and let's get on with this chat with Andy Carruthers. Radio. Andy Carruthers, Go welcome. Yeah, I will. I'm, I'm welcome <laughs> to Dirt Church Radio, man. It's it's uh, it's it, it took a little while to get you there, but but you're here now, and um, how are you doing? I'm doing... Um, I'm doing good. I'm I'm thrilled to, uh, thrilled to be chatting and uh, you know thrilled to be talking about the Tararua SK, which uh, is just uh, is just you know the most epic adventure that um, you know that kind of exists in 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 my part of the world. Uh, you know in the just just north of us in in Welly Town, it's um, yeah, just this incredible thing that I I only discovered, you know, seven years ago, and uh, you know, completely blew my mind when I first came across it, and has continued to do that for for many years. 
Well, I mean, we've had so many people, I mean, for those, you know, who don't know, and we, we can get into the, the, the what the Tararua SK is, but we've had on Dirt Church Radio so many people who have just, you know, crushed it, um, talk about the wildness. But for me, my first introduction to it is I was running in Riverhead. Uh, there's a, a gentleman, his name's Tom Hunt, spectacular runner, and we were out on a trail run, and uh, it was like, a, it was the classic thing that, the YouTube video where the tiger adopts the piglet, you know, and the tiger sort of nudges the piglet along. He was the tiger, I was the piglet, my tongue's hanging out. He's chatting away and he was telling me we were running through the dark and he's going on about, he tried to do an SK and he'd end up like throwing up all over himself and got into the hut and then had to get basically, he found a, an egress and got down off the, got down off the range and just how difficult it was. And I remember thinking like, God, if, if, if that's you doing that, um, how, how could anyone cope? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it, I mean, it's got, it's got a very well-deserved reputation. It's, um, you know, a lot of people go, well, you know, look, it's only just over 80 Ks. Uh, and... And, you know, like, I mean, sure, it's got, you know, 7,000 odd vertical meters of climb in it. But, you know, like there are, there are, you know, lots of routes and, uh, you know, even events that, you know, are longer than that and have similar or, or more vert than that. But, um, but I'm, uh, yeah, like I'm yet to read about or, or see anything that has the the wild and rough terrain that the the SK has and and the you know the weather you know like the Tararua range is brutal like the weather windows are tiny and you know when you uh when you get on the edge of those or you miss some of those they just they just smash you you know yeah well i mean and we can tie this in because obviously you know you're here because of um Tararua SK 60 years in the making which is the the movie that you made which is is utterly utterly fantastic um and i didn't understand uh just how i had i you know you have a you you have a discussion like with Mr. Hunt there you know and you're thinking god if you know if, if you can't do it who can but then also just actually when you are presented with the footage that you shot in the first opening you know seconds of the film you're like oh oh okay <laughs> Ooh, you know um what what ever possessed you to to attempt such a thing the, the film or the running of, of the I guess we'll get to the film because that's another layer yeah. of challenge on top of that okay. but <laughs> I mean where did it start I guess for you uh, so like where it started for me is that quite a few, well, it's probably close to 10 years ago uh, myself and a couple of buddies, we created this challenge to go and run all the great walks of New Zealand. You know, we'd we'd read a few read a few stories, and you know, we're we're 
kind of we're doing a little bit of a um, little bit of mountain running, mainly you know quite a lot of mountain biking, and uh, yeah, we came up with this challenge. And every three months we booked in and we went and ran one of the great walks, and it was just awesome. You know, like the you know the great the great walks are just beautiful bits of our country. You know, we got to go and see these and go and have these great adventures. And we finished that and I was then kind of looking for, okay, well, you know, like what's next? You know? And I came across I came across the, you know, Wellington uh, Big Sunday Run group, which uh, you'll be familiar with. And uh, through that that summer was when I read I started reading these SK trip reports that were coming through right and this is this is the start of uh, 2016 which was a really kind of key time for the revival of the SK so you know a couple of years beforehand you know Chris uh, Chris and Chris Swallow and Lawrence uh, Pitcock had had kind of re um, had done this route, you know, and it was really the first time. Well, it was the first time somebody had uh, broken twenty four hours on the route, you know, for twenty, you know, close to twenty years. And so, you know, from that there was this kind of energy that had started, and uh, so that summer of of you know twenty six. Uh, 2015 2016 there were a number of that uh, crew that had done it and so I was reading these trip reports I just couldn't believe there was this incredible adventure like right on my doorstep and the stories from this thing just like it was just such it was so intoxicating uh and you know, I started going along to the Tuesday runs and I got to meet these people that I'd been reading these stories about. And it was that year that was the first year that they had the SK Awards event. And I, you know, obviously I do a bit of kind of filming stuff. And I uh, I offered to come along and record that awards event. And that was the, that was the first ever... SK Awards event and the, you know there's some footage in the film there you know we had, we had Colin Ralph who was the first person to ever break 24 hours and you know we had all of the you know Chris Swallow and all of the guys that you know, Tim Sutton that were out there you know just challenging themselves and like that evening was like if you if you're in that room you're just like man but when am I going to do my SK? Like it was just, you know, you yeah. were just like absolutely captivated, and so, so that that's where it started for me. And you know, it was uh, that it was the end of that year. So I, you know, spent that year doing different routes in the range, and you know, kind of sussing out my my gear, and you know, reading up and getting prepared, and. Uh, come December, uh, which was the you know longest day of the year, you know we were we were up there. Me and two of my buddies, we 
caught the train to Masterton, we caught a taxi to the um, Patara base camp and uh, we turned up at the base camp and you know there were a couple of other guys there, uh, Kerry Sutter was there um, and and there were, you know, there were a bunch of other people who were kind of already up at Herapai Hut, you know, um, kind of preparing for an attempt. Tim Sutton, I think, was uh, starting that night on an attempt to do the 1500s. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, it was just, 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 you know, incredible energy, you know. And we had this, there was this... Uh, there was kind of this big storm that it was always a big storm, right? But there was this big storm that was just kind of finishing off and it looked like the weather forecast it was going to start to clear by sort of five or six in the morning. So we, you know, we, we, we got started at five and, you know, we were climbing up, climbing up that ridge. And I felt like I was in, I felt like I was in this adventure film that I'd watched you know, many times before of, you know, the the sun was rising, the the cloud was folding over the range, and, you know, it was just, uh, you know, just all of this energy and anticipation and, you know, this group of people. And then, uh, you know, a few hours into it, uh, Danny Garrett and Sam, you know, came flying past us, you know, on and that was the same day that, you know, they did the fastest known time on the range and yeah so. <laughs> it's, it's certainly it, i mean even here you know here, hearing you speak of it it's um it's very kept excuse me it's very it, it is it's, it sounds intoxicating that yeah. that draw now i mean for those who don't know uh, and and you know you talked about main range 1500s what and the fact that no one had broken 24 hours for, you know, 20 odd years before that. What was the what was the birth of the SK? I mean, was it originally something that people set out to run or was it a, more of a leisurely kind of pursuit, if you could call it that? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, so, I mean, where it was born was, you know, back in the back in the 60s, in the early 60s. So the... The tramping clubs, so the four four Wellington tramping clubs at at the time, they created this idea, this this challenge of doing a a uh, an SK weekend challenge. So, yeah, the challenge was that you'd leave work on Friday after you know after five o'clock, and you would go and you know complete a traverse of the range and get back get back on Sunday night so that you're in the office for Monday morning and you know most most pe- most members of the tramping clubs at that stage well, most people who worked in Wellington were civil servants you know at that stage so so that's where it got born and you know, I had the absolute privilege of interviewing Dave Kappa, who was uh, one of the first party to successfully complete that that traverse. 
And so that was in 1963. And uh, so, you know, over that time, there was a lot of competition going on to be the first. And then, uh, you know, there were a number of different groups that that did that. And like over the next, you know, 10, 20 uh, years, you know, there were there were there are lots of trip reports that are, you know, written up in the in the uh, SK book about you know the tramping clubs going and doing it, and like doing it in a weekend is not a leisurely thing, like it's um, it it's full on, you know, and you know these guys that were you know doing those you know, doing those original SKs. You know, in 1965, you've got Graham Dingle, who did, uh, you know, an incredible, you know, single push down the, the Tarn Ridge route, which uh, he did, I mean, he turned 20 on his SK. He arrived <laughs> at, at the end of uh, his SK, had a few beers with his mates at Smith Creek Shelter to celebrate his 20th birthday. So you know these were young, these were young, strong, you know, athletes that were just you know cracking, competing, you know, um, you know week in week out to to do this and and then to you know celebrate them by writing up these amazing trip reports and. Yeah, and you have to think in 1963 odd. I mean, it's almost like fastbacking before it was marketable, right? Like, and the gear. Uh, you know, we we go out, and we're so privileged these days. We have you know, f- flash gears. Um, you know, packs that are. It would have been all canvas and leather and wool. I would you'd think. Yeah, have, have you ever heard of fiber pile? Have I? It's familiar, but do not that familiar. Do go on. <laughs> Doesn't so sound I'd never attractive. Heard of, I'd never heard of fiber pile before, but so I was interviewing Gary Goldsworthy, who uh, in 1988 he he was you know, a super fit uh, tramper, and he was convinced that he could you know break 24 hours. And, you know, very, very nearly did. But, um, yeah, he was telling the story about how, you know, as, a, as an extra lay, he took this fibre pile stuff, which was this fancy new invention. Um, but it only lasted for a few years because it was so itchy and horrible oh. to wear. But it was really warm, you know. It pretty quickly got replaced by by polar fleece which was lovely and soft and you know had the same uh warmth so and he also tells these wonderful tales of wearing rubber tramping boots um you know back in the day you know you you had i mean i think you probably still have them i think you you know you see them in some of the farm supplies supply stores almost like a galosha sort of thing yeah, yeah. And he used to, you know, like they were great in the Tararua range when you're in the rivers, right? Or in the, you know, in the muddy bits. But, you know, not, not so great along the tops. But he he bought the rubber boots because, you know, they're like a third of the cost and, 
you know, he's doing a lot of miles, so get through a few pairs. But yeah, he tells the story of doing his SK in his in his rubber boots, and he took a, you know, he wore a couple of pairs of socks just because you know his feet would sweat so much in the in the rubber boots. So yeah, pretty yeah, pretty horrible gear. <laughs> I guess that's the thing, isn't it? Where there's a where there's a will, there's a way, and so. Uh, you'd have to think that there was very little civil service getting done on Wellington on a Monday morning. Um, after, I mean, we all know how productive that I, I know how productive I feel after a big weekend of running. I can only imagine trying to sort of knock off an eighty k route and then I don't know sit in some briefing. That must have been punishing. Oh yeah, like the <laughs> so, so, so this is the thing, and 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 for those who haven't seen the film um and i definitely encourage everyone to check it out i mean that first attempt for you didn't end it in success what what happened so i got probably got just a little bit over i might have been eight hours in yeah probably about eight hours in and yeah i was on a kind of a muddy downhill bit of a you know a few rocks and stuff and I rolled my ankle uh, really you know um, pretty badly and you know as soon as I did it I was like oh far out and you know I took I took some painkillers and you know kind of tried to tried to keep going and seeing seeing if it was seeing if it was okay and yeah it definitely definitely wasn't okay so made the call pretty quickly that there was just you know there was just no way I was going to be able to you know push it you know push it along so yeah I was with a I was with a couple of mates and one of them was a a little bit ahead uh, with a couple of other guys who we'd kind of we were kind of had started with and we were uh you know, running and tramping with, and yeah. So I, you know, for me, kind of the closest bailout was to was to go back part of the route that I'd come, and then to uh, to go out to uh, Pode's Road, which is the back of Levin, which is you know, when you're up in that main range, all of the exits are miles from anywhere mm. so yeah I managed to you know I, I, I mean I could hobble along you know I just couldn't um, I just couldn't move properly and I uh, so yeah I hobbled back and I remember uh, my next water stop was this uh, was Drac uh, Drac Biv or Drac Hut which was you know, maybe an hour or so away. So, you know, I ran out of water pretty quickly and it was a smoking hot day on the tops. And I remember I found a couple of muddy puddles and managed to, you know, kind of scoop some water out of the top of the puddles and yeah, had a, a pretty miserable eight-hour hobble out to uh, to that road end. And, yeah, I was... I was pretty broken <laughs> so that's a that's a 16 17 hour uh 
I mean, that's a 16, 17-hour failure. I mean, through no fault of your own, you rolled your ankles. But was there ever a degree of worry for you when you were sort of, I don't know, four hours in into your self-rescue thinking, oh, I hope I, I hope I can get out? <sighs> I, look, I knew that I, I knew I could get out. Like it was still, you know, we'd started super early. It was the longest day of the year. You know, it was beautiful. You know, the weather was beautiful. So, uh, you know, like I knew it was going to hurt, but I knew I could get out. You know, my, the doctor I went to see when I got out about my ankle, you know, gave me a good telling off for not calling, calling a helicopter. But, you know, I, I kind of feel like helicopters... Well, Look, having uh, having I, had a helicopter ride, you never lived down a helicopter ride, mate. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, and, and um, yeah, I've uh, well, as you know, I ended up ordering a helicopter ride. It was slightly different than a you know, like it wasn't a rescue helicopter. This was like a Uber helicopter ride. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> although, although to be fair, to, you know, and I'm, I'm not, by certainly I was, I was, I was suggesting my own adventure in a helicopter of the Kepler um, was yeah. not near as grand. But I mean, it's not as I, I'm guessing where you were on a subsequent attempt. The helicopter is the only reasonable choice. <sighs> Look, I mean, I. It's such a, it's it's actually such a really painful experience that failure. Mm. You know that's that's really the only time that that I can that I can really think of where I've where my brain has completely exploded and and just there was yeah like I just did not want to keep going I I I probably spent four hours of just horrendous self-talk telling myself what a complete flippin' idiot I was for being here, for doing this, for, you know, for, uh, and you know, I was just so completely mentally broken that, you know, when we got to that point, you know, like, we, we could have stopped and slept and walked out the next day, we could have stopped and refueled and, you know, done an escape route. But, you know, we gave JD a call. We didn't know he'd be we didn't know he'd be operating. We didn't know he'd be available. But when he was available and uh, said, Hey, you pay some money, we'll come pick you up, we're like, Yeah ma'am, we <laughs> wanna be out of this because this is just a world of pain and I just want this pain to go away. It's it's so easy, isn't it, to look back on something like that and think, why should I, 
or if we'd have just done this or if we'd have just done this, I think about running, if you're doing a park run, if you're running around the block, if you're, there is always moments where dark thoughts will creep in, pain is present, you know, it's not always the pain of dysfunction, but it's the pain of exertion, you know, or the pain of imbalance. Four hours is a very long time to be in the box, right? That's yeah. That that I can I can see how that'd get on top of anyone. Yeah, it was it was really. Yeah. I was really worried after that 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 I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to kind of like get get over that 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 would be something that would be there again and again and yeah it was uh yeah it was a it was a huge kind of mental challenge and uh to be able to kind of get past that and to be able to go and try again uh, and you know to be able to um, you know to be able to complete my goal you know like no, definitely not in a glamorous way like um, <laughs> my uh, you know my successful attempt was uh, you know like it was it was very unglamorous like I I I struggled for you know for a long time I had to I had to stop at Kime and and you know sleep for a sleep for a couple of hours just so that I could keep going because I just like I couldn't even kind of move when I got to Kime. How and far in is Kime? Kime is uh well Kime for me is like 20 hours in. And kilometer wise? Uh what is it kilometer wise it's it must be close to uh, it's it's probably close to 60k's so it's kind of it's kind of three quarters of the way through mm. you know you're 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 now into the into the southern crossing so you're you've come all the way down the the main range you're uh, yeah, you're into that, into that last, that last stretch where at least you're on a, at least you're on a marked trail. So that's um, that's a, a good bit of of that. <laughs> wow, it, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Like, and I hear you say that as someone who is obviously so deeply passionate about what you do and and who participates and participates fully and has completed an SK and I think I think about Eugene and myself and you kind of or I we find ourselves you you draw comparison with the context of the people who you kind of are in the same circles of and I'm wondering if for yourself you know like most people look at an SK and go holy moly that's incredible that you did that you know like you said 80k up to Everest and back twice from base camp um, literally the maddest you know the maddest train 
in the world um and you're saying it's unglamorous. It's interesting, isn't it? Like how oh, yeah. Eugene and I are saying, like you, you get off the talking to some, you know, exceptional athlete, and yeah. just go, oh, 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 <laughs> wow, I'm really quite pedestrian. However, yeah. <laughs> what an achievement! Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's funny that, isn't it? Like you, yeah, you know, I mean you you hang out with or you get the opportunity to you know hang out with some yeah. you know some incredible athletes and um and yeah you you do yeah you do get this absolutely warped you know sense of um yes normality you know, this <laughs> sense of reality right you know <laughs> so yeah look I'm um I mean, I, I'm. In, I mean, I love. I love adventuring. I love being above the bush line. You know, just on a massive challenge. You know, whether it's like a multi fast packing, whether it's ski touring, whether it's you know doing doing an SK. Like, you know, those things are the. You know, they're the they're the things that, uh, you know, like you're you look forward to you love planning you get so excited about you uh, you know and you just you know you get to relive some of those amazing moments and you know for me obviously one of my passions is you know is uh you know having my gopro recording some of the adventure and and then you know sharing it with people so uh you know and try reliving some of that so let's i mean let's talk about that is is film making or content creation whatever you you want to call it is that something that again you are an enthusiastic amateur or is that part of your professional role uh it's not it's not part of my professional role so it's 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 my hobby and and it's been a hobby for a long time. So uh, I'm also a very keen surfer, and I think uh, it was really through kind of surfing was probably the thing that kind of first got me into kind of video and and film. But yeah, for you know for many years I've been taking my GoPro with me on my you know my runs my adventures and and you know recording some clips and you know i mean a big a big part of it is has always been wanting to share that you know with my family with my my friends and my community to you know just to show them some of the beauty of these amazing places and to you know to uh, I guess to inspire them to go into some of these places and you know to go on adventures and that was you know that was the inspiration behind the film because for many years I've been making trip videos and 
you know, I go to these amazing places, I collect this amazing footage, I put together this little crappy trip video, um, which, yeah, you know, I mean, I didn't think was that crappy, but um, at the time, and I, and I just couldn't kind of believe, uh, I, like I was trying to kind of convey something, but it, clearly it wasn't working. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess it's you know I, I I went to the adventure film school and learnt how to make an adventure documentary right. to try and inspire people to go on adventures. And and so like sorry I don't mean to be overly yep. literal. To be clear, adventure film school is that something that's actually a school? <laughs> so the New Zealand Mountain Film Festival which you know, runs every year in uh, Wanaka and uh, Queenstown. As part of the festival, every year they run a, an adventure film school. Right. And uh, they, some years it's a, a two-day course. Uh, I think most years it's a five-day course. And they have a couple of incredible instructors there teaching, you know, like hobbyists and... Um, and you know people who want to learn more about ad- adventure filmmaking, uh, how to do that. And so, in June, June of last year, I went to the uh, adventure film school and learned learned a bunch of stuff and did a few uh, online you know courses through some other places about adventure. Well, about documentary filmmaking, and decided that the Tararoa SK was this incredible story that was, you know, that nobody had nobody had told that story in film. You know, there was there was an SK book which was, you know, which is really, you know, it's just a compilation of trip reports which are fabulous, but, yeah, nobody had pieced t- together to actually tell that story, and I thought, man, this is something that I'm absolutely passionate about. It's something you know, I've got. I'm lucky enough to be part of a community that's, that's um, you know, that that is that community, and, and you know, hopefully... If I ask nicely, uh, you know some of the some of the folks in that community will get behind and get involved, and and we can, as a community, you know, we can make this we can make this film to inspire people to go on adventures and also to you know preserve some of the some of the history of this incredible adventure. That's brilliant. It's something really again parallels about just starting something having an interest in media learning how to do it off the sort of you know off skin of our teeth and then starting something there's something really worthwhile in that isn't there there's a there's a sense of uh of of real adventure and 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 who will 
who will engage if I ask this person to be part of my film or come on a podcast will this person come on and what will they think or will they think I'm just some other tryhard who's you know it's it's uh who did you first who did you first approach because there's some big there's some big names there yeah yeah do you know um so I I I first asked I first approached Tim and and he was a bit reluctant he uh Yes, he was, you know, kind of, I mean, Tim's been, you know, heavily involved in, you know, the SK for a long time and, you know, he's got a young family and, you know, he's got a lot of, you know, he's, he's got a busy life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, you know, I approached him and we sat down and had a beer and, and I... You know, kind of talk through my vision for what I what I saw, and and yeah, I'm really yeah, I'm really grateful that um, bought into the idea, uh, and and after uh, you know after thinking about it for a little bit, he decided that he would um, that he would get involved and. But his his involvement, you know, would just depend on his availability, and and I said, look, you know, that's absolutely absolutely fine, you know, like you, I'm thrilled that you're willing to be involved, and you know, just whatever's going to work for you. So, you know, kind of what we initially talked about was that, you know. I really wanted to interview Tim and I wanted to get his you know perspective on on the SK and he was like yep you know after after thinking about it for a while I was like yep I can do that and and I and I said look you know I want to do this I want to do this replication of the weekend challenge and I want to film it and and uh, you know, like I'd love for you to be there, and and I completely get that it's you know like it's completely unreasonable, and if you can't be there, that's fine, you know the films, the film will still work. So yeah, I approached him. I uh, I reached out to the Big Sunday Run group, and you know asked um, you know I asked for people who are interested in being interviewed and for people who are interested in uh, in the weekend challenge and supporting that or coming along and being part of it uh, then I I started reaching out to some of the tramping clubs so uh, one thing that I did was... I did this little talk at the at the Tararua Tramping Club where I did a little talk about uh, how I was going to make this film and part of the reason I did that talk was so that I had no way out 
so that I had to make the film. Burn the boats. Um, yep. Yeah, and so I had to, and and also you know to force me to make something good, you know, like if I was gonna, um, and and then I just started reaching out to, uh, you know, some of the some of the people that I'd read about in the book and you know I reached out to some of the initial guys through the tramping club so you know guys like Dave Kapper, Bruce Jeffries, uh, Gary Goldsworthy and uh, eventually I plucked up the courage to reach out to Graham, Sir Graham Dingle yeah, I was. It's quite. Yeah, that was quite daunting. Um, <laughs> but he was he he was great. Like he was like, I I managed to get a message to him and and he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm happy to have a chat to you, and had a you know had a great conversation with him. Yeah. It's, some people say you should never meet your heroes. I think it, it, quite the opposite is true. You know, um, yeah. it can be incredibly, um, incredibly enlivening and incredibly, incredibly worthwhile. I remember the first time I ever got the chance to interview Roger Robinson. I completely sacked it and and didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was like, I, I can't do this. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, you know, and then subsequently did did interview him for Dirt Church Radio, and it was fantastic. But yeah. um, you could, in the film, you're at pains to point out because I guess this is the thing. Like, it comes back to this thing, doesn't it? Like you you touched on it at the start of our conversation that in lots of people's minds, hundred miles, you know. Carl, Carl Meltzer's 100 miles isn't that far eh. um, it, they, they, 100 miles isn't that far it's the new kind of lots of people step into the ultra distance at that you know Tarawet is a big thing um, and there's nothing wrong with that and it's certainly a very worthy hard thing but there's there's hard and then there's SK real chance of existential peril you know real chance of failure real chance of you know uh injury and and failure twice but were you surprised that people um how welcoming people were to the idea of sort of opening this up because i guess if you make a film about it people are going to see it and go i want to do that Hmm. (laughs) yeah I've been asked that question a, a few times, and I'm sure that there are I'm sure that there are some people inside of the you know SK community that are probably concerned about that. I know that there's a lot of people in that community uh, that are absolutely thrilled that. The SK story is, you know, is getting out there to an audience, to a you know, to a new audience through through the film. So, you know, the thing about the SK 
okay is that I believe that no matter what you do, you know, promoting or getting the story out about the SK, you're never going to see lots of people on the SK. Yeah, yeah, there's several... I mean, my thoughts on it was, my God, that looks incredible. Um, I couldn't do that. You know, like that's my thought. I was like, wow, that looks amazing and cool we're good <laughs> you know uh, uh, despite the fact that it, it is very appealing that sort of the, the wildness of the country but this i mean i guess there's those several barriers to entry aren't there what, i mean what would you if you were to encourage someone who said mm. came and said hey look i've seen your film i really want to give this a crack i've done you know i'm a, I'm a half decent amateur enthusiast runner what would you encourage people that they really need to sort of focus on to begin that journey? Well, I think... I think the thing... You know, the the SK is within... Like, it's within the... It's within the... the, uh, It's within the grasp of thousands and thousands and thousands of you know fit healthy people it's just how fast do you want to do it right so and a whole like a whole motivation around the film is to inspire people to go on an adventure and whether that's a sk or something else but like to prepare for an sk the thing that i would say is you've like you want to do a bunch of tramping like you want to do a bunch of really hard tramping you want to go and do some tramps where you're tramping 15 hours a day in really rough wild country and you know if you're preparing for an sk and you're in the you know, like you, and you're not that far from the Tarara range. There's a couple of really important loops that you can go and do to prepare yourself for doing an SK. And you know, one of those loops is the middle section of the range, which is called the Southern Main Range. And there's there's an incredible loop that you can go in and uh, and do in there. Uh, And then there's also another really important loop to do in the northern part of the range, which is the, which is the, the, you know, it's really the wildest and the, the, you know, the least um, tracked part of the route. So, yeah, again, there's a, a loop up there, you know, either a Dundas or a Bannister loop, which takes in the first part of that of that part of the range so you know to to do an sk it, it's important to you know it's super helpful to go and know some of the country so that you kind of know what you're prepared for um and in saying that you know there are the, there's a guy an incredible uh ultra uh, you know runner who you know, joined us on one of our 
on one of our adventures. He had never been in the Tararua range uh, before, and uh, you know he completed uh, he completed an SK on his uh, on his first attempt. Uh, you know, first time in the range. You know, like he's a he's a really you know fit, accomplished athlete. He's done a you know he's done a couple of hundred milers and. You know he he knows how to suffer, um, so yeah. Hopefully that answered your question. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it actually did answer one of the questions that I had written here about that sort of if you wanted to get a taste of things and you know like you've you know you 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 wanted to sort of go a bit bigger in terms of because I notice in the film every you know there's there was Sam McCutcheon and his mate who ate the kilo of sugar. Not yeah. a wise choice. Uh, who uh, <laughs> who they had their little, you know, they, they had their little race vests on, but yeah. um, most of you all had like the big kind of what you'd call fast packing, tramp or smaller tramping packs. Mm. And I guess for those people wanting to go a bit bigger, it'd be really cool. Like, yeah, get up and do a loop in the Tatarua Ranges and 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 see, I guess, what all the fuss is about. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I mean, and you know the Ruahini range has, you know that that beautiful country, and so do the Kawekas and the Kaimanawas, and um, and and you know, and that's just the North Island, right? <laughs> so, you know, we are so spoiled, you know, to have this amazing country but the thing that's really incredible about our country is that you can go and have this back country adventure where you might not see another soul for a few days and you don't get that in other parts of the world no like i i mean i have i've got friends you know some of my closest adventure friends who are you know they're They've immigrated to New Zealand and they just can't believe it. They're like, man, if you're in my home country, there would be thousands mm. of people here. Yeah, it's hard to, it, it's hard to, even if you, you're from here, it's hard to kind of fathom. I, again, it's been uh, one of my favorite places up on the Tutukaka coast, up by Whangarei. Yep. And same thing, you know, you get up onto Tiaroa and the roads around it and the and you'd see no one. Or I think I saw one, a woman and a dog, you know. <laughs> and and you're like, am I doing something wrong? Where is everyone? Yeah. What's happening? You know, it's just the sense of the, the space, isn't it? The, that, yeah. that, and it's, it's daunting, but it's also it's quite comforting at the same time, isn't it? You just sort of like I'm the only person in the world right here at this point having this viewpoint. It's it's a pretty cool thing. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, and that you know, I think that's one of the things that really provides that sense of adventure. You know, when you are able to to get away from you know, normal day-to-day life and you're able to, you know, put yourself in this incredible environment where it's just, you know, it's just you and maybe a couple of mates and, you know, you've got a little 
little backpack on your back with everything you need to survive and you just go and yeah I mean it just it you know there's just nothing that feels like that no um for me I think all of us are, well I don't I can't speak for all of us but there is that commonality that no matter it's the adventure aspect of it so no matter the size of the adventure or the 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 degree of difficulty if it's speaking to you from that sort of it's almost that sense of the ineffable isn't it it's a, that that combination of that mind body spirit and and then the environment and and that combines and it's you're right it's a sense of so so hard to capture and i think you know to your credit the film is you do it you do a darn good job man it's it's it it really it it, gra- it reaches out and it, it certainly grabbed me by the scruff of the neck and i've seen a fair few films about running in the bush what's your plans for it so my plans are to to try and get it out to the world you know <laughs> so uh you know i've had this uh, had this absolutely amazing year creating the film and it has been it has been so it's been so good you know like lots of super low moments and lots of super high moments and you know what I've said is that you know for the next year I'm going to you know, my hobby for the next year is promoting the film. So, you know, I just, we've spent a lot of time and effort and energy, you know, creating this and just really want to get it out to to people to inspire them to go on adventures. So, you know, we're, we're you know, trying to arrange some, some different screenings and, you know, trying to get it out to some of the the outdoor clubs were you know looking at a few of the international film festivals as you know ways to be able to get it into you know the uh, you know trail running and tramping and hiking you know communities who, you know feel like the the story has uh, has got a place uh, you know for those audiences and yes i'm um you know having to learn a whole a whole new thing you know like film distribution oh promotion's the worst (laughs) how do you how do you get your film out there to the world (laughs) yes yeah it's yeah it's uh uh, for any, I mean, and this is the thing is that essentially it's 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 that DIY aspect of it, you know. Like lots of people, or not lots of people, some people have a team. You know, when you're putting something out, when you're putting a product product out, and you are the social media marketer, and you are the A and R person, and then you're also the backroom guy who's sort of sitting there swearing at the computer, or you're doing, you know, uh, at least Eugene and I, there's two of us, so we can kind of delineate a little bit. I mean, how do you yeah. how do are you a one man band? Have you got any one sort of on your team well so it on the film 
so I um, I hired uh, a really amazing guy Hans Weston who helped me help me make the film so he he helped me as a as a film coach uh, and also he was my you know he did the interview camera and he did and he did a lot of work on the uh, on the final edits to you know really bring it to the to the standard that you know that it finished at so you know Hans has you know been on my team uh, and yeah moving moving forward uh, you know I know I've got support from you know some some people in the SK community but yeah it's kind of it's kind of just me at the moment um, <laughs> and there's a and there's a beauty to that right and there's an adventure to that and it's difficult yeah. because you know you've got the control of it and you've you you're steering your own course which is i mean that's adventurous yeah, yeah you know like i'm just you know i'm just gonna i'm gonna go for it and you know i mean i'd love to you know find some people along the way that you know can you know can can help me can partner with me and who you know have have been there and done that before one of the really cool things at the the New Zealand Mountain Film Festival is I got to meet some of the other filmmakers so you know it'd be cool to you know, be able to you know I guess learn from others who kind of have the same same aspirations and and same uh, you know, same challenges, and mm. uh, yeah. So you know, we'll see where that see where that goes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how good! How good! Um, so I guess I've got, I got. You know, you've been really generous with your with your time with me, and I've loved talking to you. I've got two more questions, and I'll ask you one first, which is: Where can people find the film, or where can they find you, and how can they access it? So they can find you know me uh, and the film at uh, at the web at the website tararoask.com. So that's you know, T-A-R-A-R-U-A-S-K.com. Uh, and you can so from there people can can buy and stream. Uh, the film you can also find the film through the uh, through through Vimeo as well it's, so it's uh, Vimeo on demand you can you can stream the the film uh, from there and uh, you can find you can find me on uh, on Instagram and YouTube just under Andy Carruthers uh, and you'll uh You'll be able to you'll be able to find me there. Wonderful, and look, Andy, I'll ask you the one final question. It's the same question we ask everyone who comes on Dirt Church Radio. That's Andy Crothers, and I dare I ask, what has been your greatest run ever? My greatest run ever. Yeah, I've been uh, preparing some thoughts on <laughs> this, uh, so I'm, uh, I've 
I've listened to a, to a few greatest runs ever. I did a, I, I submitted a worst run ever a couple of months ago. <laughs> I love, I, I love that the, uh, I, I, I love that there's someone in New Zealand who's gone. Yeah, they've got the lock on greatest runs ever. I'm going to do a worst run ever. Like I, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I think it's brilliant. Sorry. <laughs> But let's not focus on the negative. Let's 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 pick up the positive. Your, your greatest run ever. What what is greatest run ever? Am I only allowed to give you one? You can do two. I can do two. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's awesome. So, first one. This is uh, this is nearly this is thirty five years ago. Uh, Hutt Valley School cross country champs. This is uh, this is an upper hut, a freezing cold winter day, frost on the ground, and uh, you know this is you know this is uh, year nine, uh, third form. Uh, Cross country school champs, and we're uh, we're out there, you know, running our absolute hearts out, and you know, giving it everything. And you get to turn the corner, you know, with about three or four hundred meters to go, and there's like three or four of us there in the mix, and just, just gave it absolutely everything and managed to get to the managed to get to the finish line first and it's my yeah I was it was all about the glory that day <laughs> fantastic <laughs> so yeah that's a uh, that's a, a wonderful run uh, my second one would be running the went on a a ridge runners trip down to down to run the Milford uh, and the Rootburn and we had uh, running the Rootburn like the Rootburn for me is one of the best pieces of mountain running in New Zealand just spectacular beautiful landscape we had a gorgeous day there'd been a light dusting of snow overnight and you know we're running with a an awesome crew of people and just you know just had the best day just amped all day just these incredible vistas and lots of high-fiving and you know we got up onto um you know, up onto the the high points and just you know just soaked in that 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 beautiful atmosphere. So yeah, they're my two best runs. Fantastic! Oh, fantastic! Sense of adventure with both of them too. Um, yeah. Look, Andy, thank you very much for coming on uh, Dirt to Shred. It's been wonderful to talk to you. The movie is. It's, it's fantastic it really it, as I said grabbed me by the scruff of the neck it really did and I hope heaps of people you know go to seek it out and find it and watch it and um, and yeah just 
get a get a, even if you you have no interest in no interest in running at all, even looking at the looking at the terrain is just spectacular. So thank you very much, man. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Did you want to do one after talking to Andy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, d- I did. And I said, in the, I said in that conversation that I don't want to do one, but mm. thinking about it, I do. Mm. I definitely do want to do one. You know, and I, mm. I mean, yeah. Yeah, there we go. I've just said it on on the radio. I do want to do an SK. Did you make a pinky promise with Andy? No, we didn't pinky promise on it. Oh, well. We did touch screens. We touched our palms to the computer, though. <laughs> But look, I mean, yeah, just go watch the movie. It's fantastic. Mm. Support him. Uh, support creatives from Aotearoa who are doing stuff like this and, and, and highlighting uh, great, the great community and, and, you know, and the landscape. And it's fantastic. So thanks very much, Andy. Uh, really appreciate having you on. Can't wait to run with you in the future. And thank you very much for you all for tuning in. We're on social media at Dirt Church Radio. You can email us at dirtchurchradio at gmail.com you can find us on all the podcast platforms like and follow if you fancy and you can download direct from the website which if you don't know by now is dirtchurchradio.com don't forget to send in your greatest run ever whether you've made a pinky promise or not we'd love to hear from you and have a look at the website you can have a look at them there's a section there have a read get inspired send them into us dirtchurchradio at gmail.com Thank you to our sponsors, Scott Running for the Faster, Currens, I'm doing a, a goat as we speak, and Cielli, thank you to our Patreon patrons and Wild Things. Stay tuned for our show in two weeks when we've got another great guest lined up. Eugene, enjoy your taper. Thanks. I will. Hey, kuna, hey, kuna, hey, kora. Thanks, Rigby. <laughs>